Hey, everybody, this is Gray from American Citizens. How would you like to get all of your favorite NBA team's merchandise delivered straight to your doorstep? Check out fanessentials.net. All you do is pick your favorite sports team, and every month you get your team's gear shipped right to your door. They find the sports gear so you don't have to. Each fan box comes packed full with some amazing gear. It makes a great gift idea for any sports fan. Prices start at just $34.99. Visit fanessentials.net and use promo code CITIZENS16, C-I-T-Y-Z-E-N-S-16, at checkout for 30% off your first month. Visit fanessentials.net to get all the essentials you need, U.S. listeners only. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the sort of musings edition of the American Seasons podcast. We just had some stuff to get off our chests before the Stoa game tomorrow as we record this. It's Tuesday. So we're, we're just going to get some stuff off our chest, the majority of it dealing with Joe Hart. And I know we had we, – there was talk – we talked on Twitter – Josh did mostly. I'm Gray, by the way. He's Josh. Josh on Twitter mostly talked a few days ago about a uh, a heart solo cast. Um, didn't get to it, but we saved your questions, and we're just going to make it a heart, a full heart cast, basically. Um, in light of some of the things that have happened in the last 24 hours. Um, but Josh, we're going to start at the top with some non-heart stuff before we get into the heart stuff. Some quick non-heart stuff because we already did preview the Stoa game and we said that we expected some rotation indications. Want, that yeah, I want to hear now. Going to be a lot of rotation. <laughs> I want to hear now your just do me this. Go ahead. Give me your predicted lineup and then final score adjustment. Now that we have a better idea of who's going to be playing. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I, w- I would put out there, by the way, that, uh, Bucharest are also going to be resting players. So we're, if, if they were championship opposition in the first leg, apparently we're going to be facing a league one team in the, uh, in the second leg here. Um, a heart's going to start in goal. That's been almost confirmed. Um, you know, with um, Sanya unavailable, I wouldn't be surprised to see um, Maffeo get a shot. I wouldn't be surprised to get see Tosin Adarabayo get a shot. Um, I think Dolph plays. I think Ihinacho plays. I don't know if Torre will play because that's sort of a, a case of... I mean... If we're if we're going with the uh, the the notion of, do you think Pep's not going to play Toure until after the trade deadline? Like he's going to see where it goes until August thirty first, and then after that, he and Toure will sit down. I think that's a possibility, okay. because he's just not going to you know, it, the the whole jogging around midfield aimlessly thing that Toure has demonstrated for the last couple of years. He's just not going to take it no matter what. So. I think even in a dead rubber, he's not going to reward him if he's not going to. And the fans are not at all upset about that. Yeah. So I don't, I think even, I don't think he'll even reward him with the dead rubber if he's not going to put in the, the shift because he's going to demand whatever 11 he puts out there tomorrow. He's going to demand the same intensity and the same commitment as he would in any other game. So if, if, if Torrey is not going to put that forward, then no, he's not going to play, I don't think. And um, 
so yeah, um, I think Delph and Ihanasha are nailed on to start personally. Those are the two that I'm pretty sure of. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see Kalishi at left back. Colorado. Would you put? Would you maybe leave Aguero in, but put uh, Nacho out wide, knowing that he can supplement the attack and and does that and actually says that's sort of not his preferred position, but the one he plays most frequently is out wide. Would you? Would you like that, or with the tie completely and and basically over? Do you not? want to see Aguero at all. In theory, I wouldn't mind that, but with Aguero's injury record and the fact that this is just com- going to be completely, utterly meaningless, I'd just rather not see him at all. That's fair. I just, I thought still Bucharest were really respectful. I don't think that as a team, they became jackasses as the game wore. Well, no, I don't think that either, but, you know, the guy picks up muscle injuries just running. So yeah, that's it's, true. it's a, it's a K. I don't think they need to play like a bit he's, dirtier. You know what, dude, he's the exact type of guy that would have a Joel Zumaya guitar hero injury. You know what <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Um, he's the exact type of guy. If I read that, I'd be like, that sounds right. He was like playing rock band and he tore his hamstring playing freaking, you know, rain, rain was- blood. It was the best part was it was during the playoffs and he got forearm soreness and he had to miss several games. Um, but the thing about Aguero is he does some of the so many of the injuries have not been <clears throat> excuse me contact injuries. So you know I don't think Stoa Bucharest needs to play aggressively to risk to make it risky. So I would just rather not touch that at all. Um, uh, Fernando plays, I would bet, too. It'd be another one that that slips into the lineup. What do you think? Ooh, okay, starting with goalkeeper, um, as you said, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion um, that, uh, that it's going to be heart and goal. Um, I, I would like to see one... Uh, if not both of the youngsters. Um, I'd also... Um, I'd like to see Tosin, dude. I really would. I, I, I think that Tosin alongside Stones could be a very interesting pairing. Um, but uh, up front... Um, Kasane Gundawan is what? What's the status on him and Navas? Are they still good? Supposedly, Sane is fit. If Sane is fit, then I want to see him. I agree with that. Um, if Sane is fit, I want to see him. I would like to see maybe uh, somebody else given a chance in David Silva's role. Give David a rest. Uh, maybe that's where you plug in. Um, I don't know. I don't know who the hell you plug in up there. Uh, but, but, uh, maybe that's what you move Sterling inside and do. And then you have Nava, Sterling, Sané, just, just speed on speed on speed on speed. You know, um, 
I I definitely want to see Dino in there. I pretty much want to see Dino in there at all times at this point. Like, if Dino's not on the field, he'd either better be resting because he was exhausted, or he'd better, like, be in a hospital seeing to the, the, the delivery, the safe delivery of his child into this world or something. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't... I don't want Dino off the field. I just think he's become, and I felt this way for a while about him, that I just really felt that guy was so underappreciated. And it really, really, really does make me happy for him that, like, he's going to get some of that under Pep. Like, I truly do believe that. Pep, Pep is known to litter effusive praise on guys like Fernandinho who come in right away, show that kind of intelligence, adaptability, and uh, so on and so forth. So um, I think the roundabout way of, of, of saying that is I, I'd like to see Sané, I'd like to see Sterling, I'd like to see De Bruyne. Um, I would very much like to see Dino, and I don't really care if you play someone else. So... Assuming you're doing a 4-1-4-1, I would love to see a partnership of Stones. Uh, is Vinny fit? No, no, he's no, not. No, I don't think Vinny and Gundogan are fit. I'm not okay. even 100% sure on Sané. I know he trained, and there is talk that he could be in contention, but okay. I don't think that's been okay. confirmed either way. I'm not going to put him in my starting lineup, but I'm going to list him as my first sub and say that if he is fit, I would like to see him at the left-wing position over whomever I name. Um... But going four one four one, going you know right to left, um, I would probably put in uh, I put in both of the the youngsters at fullback in Maffeo and Angelino. Um, I, I think Maffeo has been excellent, excellent this preseason in in. When we saw some of the stuff he was doing, we weren't quite sure what he was doing, but it was really just foreshadowing those fullbacks moving into midfield and, and creating uh, a unique uh, a unique defensive uh, countermeasure uh, preventative option, I guess, is what you will. So there's sort of like a, a, a contingency plan for counterattacks. Um I think Stones is just having the time of his life. There's no reason not to let that man continue to to cement himself. I mean, I know he will have a bad game as a City player, but it doesn't feel like it's going to be soon. Like, I, I think Stone Stones is probably the best transfer for Manchester City in this window despite anyone else that they end up getting I think Stones is so critical to what Guardiola does that it makes sense why after they lost out on Laporte Pep was like I don't give a damn you know Caldoun you're, we're not going to do this. Either give them what they want or we're going to have problems, you know. You, <laughs> and I'm sure it was a lot more civilly than that. Like, I, I, I'm sure they just wanted to see if there were any other avenues that they could explore first. That tends to be how these things go. But Pep does have the, the, the full support, and that's evidenced in his decisions, especially to drop Joe Hart. 
So yeah, you know, I I I, I definitely want Dino there. Uh, starting with the, the 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 next block of four, uh, if Sane is fit, he's got to be you know the outermost left left player, uh, your winger. Um, if not, then I truthfully wouldn't mind seeing uh, uh, some combination of either uh, Raheem and Kalechi on that side, or or Raheem on his natural side, and 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 Kalechi on the left hand side, um, along with De Bruyne. And I, I'd really like to see David Silva given a rest. Um, I guess you could reply. Yeah, I guess that's where Delph comes in. And then I still think you got to start Aguero. He's on a roll right now. And uh, I don't give a crap if it's 5 nothing. This is a great chance to get Aguero that confidence and more time under Pep Guardiola's system. And, and it is entirely possible that he could shatter the Premier League record for goals. I'm not saying you should do that. I am just saying that, you know, having read an article about, you know, Manchester City finally having an offense worthy of their striker, which at first it sounds kind of dickish. But when you read it, it's hard not to agree with it, you know? Like, when you think about... Even aside from that first year, it really wasn't centered around Aguero. Like, he had to share space with Dzeko and, and so on and so forth. Um, but but really playing as that central figure, as a true center forward, that Luis Suarez type, is where Aguero thrives the best. And I think the competitiveness in him wants to play. So at the very minimum, let him get out there and get in 60 minutes. You know what I mean? Like that's, I'd limit him. I'd watch him. If the game starts getting chippy, I'd pull him immediately. It doesn't matter if you burn your subs, you know, like you're likely going to get the win, even if you lose the game. It's just everyone in the media said it it's a chance to tinker i think pep should take it but i do think he should leave some some rich goal scorers up there just so that bucharest aren't looking at a field of kids saying let's go get those five back because dude typical city is just i i don't want to tempt fate if they lose to stoa's backups they deserve to whatever they get i don't you know i I, I said my piece on Aguero. I would rather not see him at all. But yeah, um, yeah, it's. It, I understand the logic, but it's just if he got hurt in this game, I would never forgive myself. Well, then maybe you know now's the time for Pet to bench Aguero and try out a false nine with some player he's yeah. probably been experimenting that I would with. Be, I would be fine with that. We know he's done it. We just don't know who the false nine is. So maybe Pet mm-hmm. tries it this game. So mm-hmm. um, we're probably going to agree to disagree on Aguero. I, I tend to think that you can't handle players. You know, I think you're taking the baseball approach, whereas. I'm taking the the sort of college football angle. Like the, I think the reps are just better. Um, but I I definitely 
agree with everything you've said in sentiment, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I would still go ahead and do it, but if afterwards Aguero got hurt, like, I'd walk up to you and be like, okay, go ahead and say it, you know? like <laughs> Yeah. Like, I would uh, rather not be proven right on that one. Not, so, same here. So let's let's get into the bulk. Yeah, yeah, right. Let's get into the bulk of this. Um, this is a question that I wanted to pose because I have seen people on Twitter, especially, and even before it was the BBC reported today that Joe Hart would start tomorrow. Um, and I've seen on Twitter two sides of the same question, which is I have seen people say that they feel very strongly that Joe Hart should get one chance to play, particularly at the Etihad, say goodbye before he leaves, which seems inevitable, sort of a farewell game. And um, I have also seen people that believe that they would rather not just keep going on the straight and narrow. It would be a distraction. It would be, it would be a net, net negative. Where do you fall on this? I don't really have the authority, nor do I feel like I have the relationship with Joe Hart that some of these fans have to sit back and just callously say, like, this thing is a distraction. We just need to cut this guy, kick his ass out and move on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've, I'm, you and I have both been in, in this city thing long enough now that, that we get what Joe means to some people. So at this particular point in time, I tend to think it's a dumb idea to have a testimonial in the middle of the season. But if that's what's going to make this situation kind of work, and, and Joe's going to feel the best about it that he can. City fans are going to feel the best about it they can. The club doesn't look like an asshole. Um, I think you have to look at a win-win-win scenario and say, why aren't we doing this? Why, why, why are we being so hardline about this? Um, but that, you know, I'm, I'm not... I, me personally, I, I I I don't care, and I I wouldn't watch it. You know, <laughs> like I I mean, I think testimonial games are glorified preseason and all star games. Well, know? I think the I think that the it's not necessarily for a testimonial, but like this game, should they? I don't. Yeah, no, I know for this yeah. game, it's it's. I I think it's almost that's kind of what I was getting to is that this game kind of serves in that function. It's a Champions League game. Joe Hart can go out one last time for Manchester City under the lights of the Champions League at home in the Etihad. And he can either put on a Joe Hardy performance or he can put on a Joe Hardy performance. It's up to him. And, and, and I think that that will serve as a testimonial, a testimonial to what he meant, what he still is to this club, etc. So I have no issue with Joe Hart starting against Stal Bucharest. And on top of that, if I'm being serious, I would have probably given Joe the start based on Willie's distribution last game alone. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'm sure that I don't 
think that this is because of sentiment. I personally think that, like you, it would kind. It's kind of going to be a distraction that overshadows an actual game that they do have to play out, at least. Um, but at the same time, this whole thing has already become something of a distraction. So really, what do we have to lose? Um, and they, no one seems terribly. You know, we call it a distraction, but no one who matters seems terribly distracted by it. And that's kind of the important thing here. So I'm kind of indifferent. I don't feel as strongly as some people do about wanting to see him play one last time before he's moved on. I don't really feel that. But, you know, at the same time, I understand that people who do. It's kind of like breaking up with your girlfriend and saying, hey, let's have sex one last time. You know, it's just like, well, I mean, it would be cool, but who is this helping? Yeah, it's I, I, it's I don't I would it seems odd to do it for strictly footballing reasons, except for, as you said, Caballero's distribution was so bad last game that, you know, maybe it can't get any worse. Maybe it can. I don't know. But I guess that's the rationale. And I guess it's just sort of a case of I, I don't know. If it makes some people happy, then more power to them. It doesn't really do anything for me either way. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I'm definitely with you on that one. All right, so let's let's power through the bulk of this. And this is sort of, I'm not going to say recycled material. Um, but it is, I, we had a bunch of people send in Joe Hart questions a few days back. And we are going to use those now. So... We're, we're going to talk about Hart, and we're basically going to use the listener questions as a platform to sort of dissect this whole saga. Um, so the first question on here was from Don Langford on Twitter and said, Surely Joe can be retrained. There's several comments like this, actually, and we can kind of lump them all together. Surely Joe can be retrained in a new technique. Hart is a world-class athlete. Surely he can learn to play with his feet. Um... And then there are a couple questions. Howard Hawken, can a goalkeeper be taught a new way to play with ball as, at foot as easily as an outfield player can? Um, and and our, Mr. Aguia had some comments for us. Uh, Brad Friedel says it's not possible at his age. Even Jekko couldn't improve, and he's been working on his whole life. What keeper has become a distributor after 30 if improving I touch? Would- I I, see this is where I disagree with that because I look at baseball and I look at guys like um, let's take Pedro. Pedro is a great example. When Pedro was in the prime of his career, he was just blowing right by you. I mean, you couldn't catch up to him. I mean, he wasn't throwing over 100 every day like, you know, a rolledish Chapman or anything. But he he could hit those high 90s and basically had a live enough arm that he was damn near impossible to hit. So, but when Martinez got older in his career, he had to uh, he had to adjust the style he played. He couldn't be throwing the the heat anymore. He had to become a location pitcher, um, which is a hell of a lot harder to do. If anybody has ever tried to locate a fastball going at like 93 miles an hour on the button 
then and I'm talking like command pitchers is what Pe- Pedro became. Like he was a master of 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 his command. And he completely reinvented the wheel. So I hate this idea that athletes can't reinvent themselves. We see it happen time and time and time again. Some succeed, some fail. Right. Um, I was the one I was reading uh, that what keeper has become if improving touch or any skill requiring the player to reinvent the wheel, which was easy. Everyone was was easy. Everyone would do it. If he turned Rebri into a keeper, that would be equivalent. Tactical changes are not the same as technical, is my point. I've not seen any player with a poor first touch suddenly improve ever, let alone after a couple months training, um, particular at 30. My thinking on this is roughly, I think Hart could improve, but I don't think he could improve to the standard that Guardiola will demand of his keeper. Uh, I don't know that he can all right, so what are we talking about here? You need to have the intelligence to be able to follow the game. I think that would be something that comes in time. I think Hart has that capability. Um, can Hart learn to become a better distributor? Yeah, absolutely, man. Quarterbacks can become better passers all the time, and they do. Um. You know, you work on throwing motion, things like that. You know, for him and his distribution, he would just, you know, need to up that, spend a lot more time practicing on his distribution. I just don't know that that this is a guy who is physically incapable at his age of learning how he already is sort of a physical guy, you know, jacking those boxes out of the air. He just needs to unlearn some bad habits. I've heard a lot of people say they don't think he can do it, but, and I'm, I'm all ears. If you have a a legit reason to, I'll sit back and listen. Uh, But I've never heard anybody put out a good reason why he can't do it. It's always just sort of, Oh, he's too old to, you know, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, but where's the evidence, you know? (laughs) I don't think he's too old, but I'm just, I'm not sure that, you know. And there was an article this morning in the, uh, The Independent. Mark Ogden wrote it. Or not even this morning. It just very recently went up, like, right before. I read it right before we sat down to record this. Um... That's basically states that there are a lot of that he has stagnated as as far as and I'm I'm gonna read verbatim. This is again from the independent Mark Ogden wrote this. Um, Guardiola believed that Hart's footwork could be improved. Uh, he insisted before the season opener against Sunderland, but the other the problem is. Um, uh, Joe Hart, as we have talked about, shots low to his left have always been a problem, and they have not. He has not improved at all. It hasn't gotten any better. Um, and the problem, and not only does it not seem to be getting better, it seems to be sort of that's as Ogden says, getting worse. And I think. The other point he makes is his whole, um, and I'm going to say this is this seems to be speculation, but I'm going to read this. 
Technical weaknesses can be rectified with practice and repetition, but maybe the bigger issue for Guardiola is Hart's tendency to allow himself to be overtaken by a sense of occasion. Um, and he cites the uh, Pirlo Panenka penalty during the Euros in 2012 when Hart was trying to, you know, throw him off and Pirlo just nonchalantly steps up and did that to him. Um and then Hart in the tunnel, whipping himself into a frenzy, beating his chest for England in the Euros. Um, and he cites Rio Ferdinand's autobiography as saying, you know, not not necessarily a direct Can response. I just for one second defend randomly beating your chest like King Kong? Because I do that every once in a blue moon, and it actually feels kind of awesome. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, cool. Carry um, on. But 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 Rio Ferdinand basically writes we um, when Man United were faced with a big game, it was just sort of calm, relaxed, focused. Go get the three points. Prepare the same way. Um, you're not shouting. You're not jumping around. You're not getting hyped up. And Ogden basically says Hart didn't look normal. He looked like he was sort of playing up to the sense of occasion and it sort of proved a negative to him. And I don't, you know, that's again speculation. It is whatever. But, you know, it raises the question, and there are a couple of questions to this point, um, that it might not just be the technical ability. And this is basically what Ian Cheeseman told us. We've There's been a lot of speculation that maybe it is other issues in his game, the low shots to the left, um, his demeanor, um, all sorts of things that may also have played into the decision that was ultimately going to see Hart leave Manchester City. I can't believe I'm going to do this because I still think that Joe Hart needed to be replaced. Um, but I'm going to make a, a small case here for, for Joe Hart, at least in the realm of being able to accomplish some of this stuff. Um you and I have said time and time again, and and I think we agree, and I know Asan's agreed. I know Howard Hawkins said, I believe he'd said he'd had he, he hadn't considered it, but once I raised the point, it was like, oh yeah, I mean, how did I, you know, <laughs> how did nobody think, you know, think to mention that before? But uh, Manuel Pellegrini did zip for development. Correct. So saying that these low to the left shots and stuff like that, like we don't know how good Hart can be because it doesn't seem like anyone's taken the time to deal with him. Can I interrupt quickly? Yeah. On the other on on the other hand, Pellegrini's goalkeeping coach was retained by Guardiola. So uh, well, fair enough. I mean, I, I just want to. But 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 what I would add here is that. Joe Hart is going to be Guardiola doesn't kind of like saunter around the pitch like Pellegrini does. No, no, no. no. Talking about a different variety. Guardiola is known for putting players through exercises day in and day out that are meant to work on some of those exact things. Can't stop a shot low and to the left. Guess what, dude? That's all you're going to see, and you're going to learn how to stop it. And these targeted repetitions help guys get better. Um, I, I think this stuff is muscle memory and being shown how to do it. Um, 
and 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 Guardiola knows a thing or two about everything as well. Like I wouldn't be surprised me if maybe sometimes you need somebody else to explain it to you, and then your current teacher begins to make sense. It's not that they're a bad teacher; it's just that they never got through to you. And I think that Guardiola could get through to Joe Hart if Joe Hart opened his mind and let him. But here's the thing. We're never going to quite know with Joe Hart if he doesn't stick around. And, it, you know, we'll get to that a little later on. But based on athletics and what I have seen people say, look, look dude, I, I've been around a lot of different systems, a lot of different players who would fit in a lot of different schemes for this, that, and the other. And Joe Hart, to me, doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who couldn't learn how to do exactly what Pep is asking. Now, maybe Pep's assertion of six, seven months is accurate, but if he stays here and continuously puts in that time, oh, wow, what a beautiful goal by Porto. Um, if he stays here and he puts in that time, then you know what? Bravo's getting older, and if he st just stays there, learns under Claudio, learns under a guy who has that, you and I differ on world class, but we don't differ on the fact that that guy's damn good, and he could probably teach uh, a thing or two to to Joe Hart, and maybe Willie is the number two. Who cares? He won't always be, and it's not likely that City are going to pick up his contract when it runs out. So Hart may have to humble himself, but goalkeepers' careers usually begin again at around the age of 30. So I get, I get that. But as I said last time, I think it's wishful thinking to ask him to give up a year or two in his favor. Oh, absolutely. But I'm just saying I don't, I do, some yeah. reports out there stating he will. And I, I just like – Well, I think we'll, we'll get into that because yeah, his, yeah, his, his options are kind of drying up here pretty quickly. Yeah. But um, let me let me, let me me run through these questions and make sure that we're not missing anyone. Um, Howard Hawkins, has Hart been dropped and Caballero picked not on ability, but simply because one keeper reacted to Pep's instructions better and was more willing to learn? See, that's an interesting point, given what we've just been talking about. Um, because I think Hart, fairly or not, does have a reputation as being a bit headstrong. Um, I'm not sure if there's anything... In which way? Like, are you talking about well, people with his coaches or in his play? I, I mean, confidence bordering on arrogance. We've had this discussion before. I don't think I think the arrogance uh, label is badly overplayed. But um, for I, I sometimes his confidence, he is very confident keeper, confident in his own abilities, confident you know in whatever, and it can be misconstrued as arrogance. Yeah, that makes sense. I can I can get on board with that. Um, for me, I don't know what it is, and that's the answer I'm going to stick with. It's fair because I, I don't. I, I get the sense it's not one thing. I completely and agree with that. I get the sense that it's an accumulation of things, many of which deal with the personal, many of which deal with the professional. And maybe it's just two guys who, for whatever reason, weren't meant to get along. It happens, you know? Right. Um, but I'm not in that locker room, and I only know what I've been told. 
Um, but with all I've been told and with all I've read, I'm confident in saying that I have no idea as to uh, whether or not Hart was dropped in Cavalero pick, not on ability, but because one keeper reacted better, or if there were uh, 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 um, I, 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 I. I I know for a fact that there were a multitude of things, but I could not tell you what they were. Yeah, I agree with that. I, it's not – if it were just distribution, then I don't think we're going to this point because it's not like Caballero is any good at it either. Yeah. Um, it's – it's. I think there has to be a lot of things in play here. Um, and there's a couple questions to that effect, which I'll use this to segue into. Um uh, Mr. Agui again, we've been in for a keeper all summer, basically, and only recently have we heard of Hart going. To me, he was doubtful but wanted to see him up close. Now that he has, now that he has, seems he's made up his mind. Prestwich Blue says, I think this decision was taken some time ago and isn't primarily football related. Pep arrival is the excuse to get rid. Um, th- that's, yeah, I think there's a lot to that because... Just to jog everyone's memory a bit, the Marc-Andre Ter Stegen links were happening before even the end of last season. So it wasn't like this was an instance of Pep coming in after a week or two and then saying, ah, all right, off with you. The keepers have been being linked all summer. So I think that there were... And the fact that there are still rumors that City could yet go out and get another one has you going, what the hell? Like, well, yeah, um, but I think there's a lot to, yeah, I think there's a lot to that. Here's here's a question. This is from BMD. Is the real reason Hart is leaving that Pep does not want the media circus associated with having England's number one? That's my theory. Not worth trying to train him to play out the back. Any mistake would be a national crisis. I don't think Pep gives two craps about that. I don't. Dude. I don't either. Actually. He had. He had freaking Manuel Neuer. You know, he had Claudio Bravo. He had Victor Valdez. He had. I mean, like, guess he didn't have Claudio Bravo. He had Victor Valdez. He will, he will have Claudio Bravo. Uh, you know, I mean, your your point being that he has managed. Yeah, he's managed a country's number one before. Valdez wasn't; he was behind Casillas, but Neuer was. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't really, I don't think Pep is going to take many, if any, decisions based on you know his reaction to how the media perceives things. And yeah, Pep doesn't give a damn about me. Yeah, and as the, let me trust me, trust you me this. As this thing wears on and he starts to see the same humdrum appearing in the media about, you know, oh, I like like Mr. Neville and his, I want to see Sterling pass more. Oh, I needed him to shoot there. So you mean you needed him to see you needed to see him do anything other than what he did so you could criticize. Can I, can I interrupt while you're on this topic? Yeah, please. I don't I don't know if you saw this, but the Manchester Evening News, uh, Stu Brennan, one of the uh, pieces he wrote on the on the men website this evening, the headline was just simply Pep Guardiola or Phil Neville. Who do you think Man City star Raheem Sterling will listen to? It's just perfect. Yeah, I thought that was very perfect. You know, it just. I mean, it's so stupid, dude. Like, 
I'm going to get off on a tangent if I keep going, so I'm just going to stay on task and, and say, you know, um, I do think this decision was made some time ago. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say it isn't primarily football rated. I, I, I do think that these things start out as maybe Pep Guardiola scouted him. And when he first talked to Joe Hart, Joe Hart came off in a way that maybe left a sour taste in Pep's mouth. And as practice kept going on and Joe became apparent that he wasn't going to be the guy, he kind of acted like a little baby. And and Pep doesn't have time for that. So he may have kind of had a hand in his own undoing by 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 doing that stuff instead of bossing up and just dealing with it. So... Um, you know, I don't, I don't think Pep is going to be bullied by the, the English media. I don't think that they're ever going to get a say in what he does. Um, look, Claudio Bravo is going to be the starter. That's, that's it. Mm -hmm. End of story. BMD, by the way, is our friends, Blue Moon Dallas. So thanks for the question. Um, if you're in the area... Join them at the British Lion Pub in Frisco on Sunday at 10 a.m. local time for City against West Ham. So, Could we see Liverpool put in a bid for Hart, Tyler? Oh, uh, yeah, Tyler McGrosky. No, I don't think so. I don't think City would accept it anyway. I think, what, frankly, and what has happened in the last 24 hours is that Everton have balked reportedly at both the wages and the loan fee. Um, <laughs> his options are starting to dry up because Sevilla don't want him. We know that much. Everton seemed to be backing down their interest, and without them, he's kind of out of options. So I'm really curious what's going to happen. They only got a little over a week now, mm. and the the rumors are starting to. Then there seems to be an acceptance. Is there any you know set hard aside here? It, you know, let's. I want to look at the transfer window in a vacuum. Is there a slight bit of nerves on your part that literally like? the only person that's been unloaded is a dude that most people, I'm not going to say that, but like if, if you said Nemecha, like, you know, to, to a, a, a bar full of very knowledgeable football people, they'd look at you and be like, who's he play for? Yeah, fair enough. Uh, um, I mean, well, Bonnie, there's rumors that Bonnie's off to China in January and perhaps West Ham sooner. So I think there's been some movement there. Nasri, the only links are to Turkey, and I don't believe anything the Turkish media says. Um, uh, who else? Torrey, we've kind of agreed. It's just sort of... The Mangala-Napoli links have started to heat up a bit, but it sounds like it's dependent on things. Um, I think they'll manage to get everyone... I think they'll definitely manage to get Mangala off the books, and I think they'll manage to get Bonnie off the books at some point. Nasri, I don't know. Torre, I doubt. So, I, it's... I would not care if either ended up staying. Like, I think if Nasri shuts up and gets to the grind, like, I think everybody in the world agrees he's tailor-made for Guardiola's system, but he has think, an yeah. attitude. He I think he fits, problems. but he's pretty clearly alienated himself somehow mm -hmm. in some way. So I'm, you know, um, the, the last heart question we have here is from Sane Sexy, which is a fantastic Twitter handle, by the way. Um, 
and they were piggybacking off Bloom and Dallas's question about Hart leaving because of the England's number one thing. Um, and Sane Sexy asks us, um, could emotional fans' emotional attachment be an issue? If Bravo makes a mistake, some fans and media will immediately want Hart and goal, and it could be uncomfortable and divide the locker room. I mean, we kind of already said it. I don't think Guardiola cares in the slightest what the media has. Well, to it say isn't going to divide the locker anything. room. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it's... I mean, I'm not... As you said, we're not in there. But I, get, I don't get the impression that there's necessarily a lot of essential do you, do you see the look on the on the faces of these players when when they're winning these games 4-1 5-1 mm-hmm. and they know that Guardiola has a history of carrying mm-hmm. this out all season mm-hmm. I mean I, look man Joe Hart's your boy man but what Pep's doing is working and if the players are are, are gonna buy fully into it then they're they're truthfully gonna believe in their coach you know it sucks but it's like, hey, man, look, I believe in Coach, too. And if Coach says Bravo's our guy, then, Joe, you're still, you know, one of my best friends. But Bravo's our guy, and I'm going to support him, you know? Like, that that's what we do here. We, we, we support our guys. And beyond that, I just think Bravo, Bravo commands too much respect. Like, he's not going to get punked around in a dressing room. Like... He's going to be like, look, dude, I've beaten Lionel Messi twice. You guys have been humiliated by him every time you've seen him. Like, um, you know, maybe get it through your heads. I, I just having a little bit of fun there. But I, I, I think that Bravo is the type of guy who has so much success and in a decent enough trophy hall and and everybody watches Barca. Like, let's be real. Like, yeah, I don't think I don't think Bravo is going to have any trouble commanding, you know, oh. the the respect of the changing room. I think that I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, this is a great thing. But I think that in the past, City have been a bit too loyal too quickly mm-hmm. to their players. And I I'm good with loyalty. You know, you want Manchester City to be a place where players will come and think that okay, they're going to treat me good. They're going to treat me with respect. I would like to play there. But at the same time, you know, some of the contract extensions they've handed out were very short-sighted and based on not much, like Kolarov getting the new contract that uh, them, I have no doubt they regret, just basically based on one good year. Um, Nazri got a new contract for roughly the same time frame. Um, and it's just sort of a case of, I think, that City have been, you know, not cutthroat enough when dealing with players who are not ultimately up to the standard of what they want to aspire to be like Colorado, for instance, even though he has played well, I think we, we have both agreed that's not a long-term solution. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm not going to say that this is a good thing, but I think that there is something to be said for that is our, that is a keeper who has been here for 10 years that is a guy who is England's number one. He is a f- supporter favorite. He has mm-hmm. been one of our biggest servants. players. Yeah, a, one of the best servants to Manchester City of this era. But he's out the door. And if you don't, and if you don't buy in, and if you don't, you know, 
If you want to throw up a fuss about it. Work the proper way, train the proper way. I read the Telegraph story yesterday. Guardiola wants them eating together, Mm -hmm. watching their fitness, basically training like Olympians. Yep. If you are not going to do that, you know, it doesn't matter if you are David Falpola or David Silva. You're out the door. So, you know, I think that's healthy. Yeah. And you know what? Similarly, um, you know, when everyone talks about what Moo's doing to Schweinsteiger, and if you dig a bit deeper into that situation, you find out that Schweinsteiger is just like flying back to Germany directly after games and stuff. And it's like, well, look, dude, that's not how this works, man. Like, who who died and made you king, you know? Like, I it was fun playing with you guys, but I'm going to take a first-class jet back to Germany. No. You, you know, you go with the team. I, I mean, managers always have reasons for sitting guys, and especially guys who are as successful as Moo and Guardiola. Um, I think what I would say about Hart is that yeah, People, wrap wrap up the. Yeah, I'm gonna wrap it up with so, it because we got one more question and then we'll uh we'll yeah wrap this up. Wrap this thing statement up on heart by saying everybody is acting like this guy wasn't dropped, sent out on loan, and and benched last year before being basically told all summer long that he was likely not going to be part of Guardiola's plans. There's like five different things there. Joe Hart may be a great goalkeeper on some nights, but there's a reason he's not world-class and there's a reason that Guardiola feels like they can't win with him. And that's good enough ultimately for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a good bow on this. Let's talk about this next one. This one. Yeah, I'll- Our last question here that we got during this, it's from Wade Herman, and it's an interesting question. Do you think there is a chance that Kevin DeBruna doesn't work out with Pep? Because Pep seems to have similar requirements and ruthlessness to Mourinho. Um, I think there has been a lot of, you know, a lot of reaction to this the first couple games where he has not quite looked up to it. Um, And particularly the fact that you know, there are some questions about um, whether he will do the requisite work out of possession to be of Guardiola standard. Um, look, I'll, I'll answer this and I'll turn it over to you. I think he has all the attributes to be successful. I mean, I'm not going to say there's not a chance. There's always a chance that things don't work out. You know, there's no certainties, but. I think he has all the attributes to be a huge part of Guardiola's plans here. And I have no doubt in my mind that given how long ago it was sort of tacitly handshake agreed that Guardiola was going to come in here, there's little doubt in my mind that De Bruyne was signed last summer, at least without sort of the tacit nod of approval of the next manager. So I, I, whereas Mourinho inherited uh, KDB at Chelsea and was never quite as, as impressed with him and particularly his, his training methods. Um, I don't think that it's as 
a huge concern of mine. I think that there's definitely an adjustment process to a new role, trying to figure out how he fits into the side, how he plays with Silva, who, as we've said, occupies kind of a similar creative responsibility with him. And I, they've never quite figured out how to play together. But Can I'm, I ask you a question on go, that topic? Go for it. I was pretty much done, so go for it. I, okay, so what happens if it just becomes grossly apparent that Silva and De Bruyne cannot play up there together? Which one do you drop and which one do you keep? <sighs> um, well, here's the thing. Um, De Bruyne's going to be at Manchester City long after Silva is. Yep. So, you know, if it scores going forward and right. if, if push comes to shove and they have to pick one, I have no, there's very little doubt in my mind that they will ultimately pick De Bruyne. Yeah. But we're in agreement. Okay. So carry on. Okay. Um, well, do you have any extra thoughts on that? Cause I was pretty much done. Um, my thoughts are it's occurred to me with the way he's played, but it's two games and that's, you know, it, it Things it just looks like a timing issue with him. Yeah, I said. I mean, I said roughly last time they do, it. Do, he doesn't look like he's not bought in. He doesn't look like he's not you know trying to do what he wants. It looks like they're just sort of not quite synchronized. Yeah, like he passes a fraction of a second too late. A lot of Guardiola's stuff is about just anticipating the next movement and being one step ahead. You got to, and that's, that's a correctable, fixable thing with with time. Absolutely. I haven't seen anything out of Kevin De Bruyne to, to me would suggest that he's on a trajectory that would see him benched. Like De Bruyne is far too talented. And once he gets going offers way too much, like, Pep can work with these guys. Every single one of these guys is going to get a little bit better at what they do. Um, I realize that there's not a lot to talk about right now, and these are just things people are noticing, so they're sending them in as questions. And that's that's awesome. That's what we want. We encourage that. Yeah, I, we encourage that. I would just We're not sitting here saying this is a stupid say, question. It's a great question. It's a great question. I would say take this same question – and package it to us in December, and we can revisit this. Because the the, the sample size we have right now is really not enough to make a, a, a decent conclusion. Um, but Gray and I are, are pretty both passionately for the idea that this just, you know, it's, it's a hair off here. It's a hair off there. He's not, not getting it. He's not too dumb to, to play. For, he's smart. The kid can play. He's just, he, he's, he's just his, his seconds on a seconds part is off on his watch, man. It just needs to be adjusted. So that's it. That's all yep. I really got. Yep. That's, I'm pretty much completely in agreement. So to wrap this up, we have a word on um, a, a player that we didn't expect to we didn't expect to have a word on. I don't think um, Aaron Moy, the Australian who's on loan at Huddersfield, has apparently been fantastic. And I was, I think, I said when they signed him, I thought this was a thing that okay, he's just going to play here and he's never going to play for City. He's going to, you know. He's going to end up at Melbourne City or something. But he is 
apparently been dominance for Huddersfield. Um, so why don't you, you, you wanted to bring this up. And so I defer to you. Tell us, give us a word for this, the 25 year old at Huddersfield town who has apparently opened some eyes. Yeah, no. Um, would you do me one quick favor while I'm while I'm getting what I need to do this? Will you handle the uh, New Orleans announcement that they just sent in to us? They were wanting. Let me go look at this. Yes. Um. Oh yes. Um. Um. MCFC New Orleans. If you have not listened to our podcast, um, with Jeremy from MCFC New Orleans, you should, um. They are still accepting donations for Louisiana flood relief. Um, if you've been paying attention to the news at all, you understand um, these people still need help. They're still accepting donations. We will tweet out the link to his GoFundMe. If you can give anything, please do. Um, so you're you definitely, they're doing great work over there. And it would be great if anyone could support that with the donation yeah totally agree all right so basically where we're at with moy is that an esteemed company of uh, blue moon rising tv had tweeted uh by the way for for i before you go into this thought i for for us for us americans who are not able to go to uh to the games I have very much enjoyed his logs from this season to give you a picture of what it's actually like. It's very, very different from what we deal with when we go to sporting events over here. And it looks yeah, like a blast. So, yeah, it's um, night and day. I man. just wanted to put in a word because I've been watching his vlogs and they're great. So, Cool. Cool. Ahead. Yeah, by all means. Maybe one day we'll get him on here. Um, you know, Moy the champ stat put out. Moy has now attempted 201 and completed 177. More passes. The, the, the original statement would read: Moy has now attempt, attempted and completed more passes than anyone in the championship season. He's attempted 201 and completed 177. Um. You know, he's he's logging in the games. His passing accuracy is at almost 90 percent. Uh, he plays about 70 passes a game. Uh, his long passing could use a bit of work. But, uh, I mean, the guy creates chances and open uh, opens things up. Um I mean, he's just ripping through the, the, the championship league like it's nothing. And you're right. I think we all thought he was one to sell on, right? <laughs> well, well as I thought that he was, you know, one of those guys they were going to sign, you know, and maybe for City, they, but ultimately for Melbourne City. And maybe, and maybe they will. But maybe Manchester City looks at him and goes, well, crap, man. Uh, you know, I don't care if the kid's Australian. I'll turn him into an Aussie legend. One thing <laughs> I would have called you crazy, but now I'm starting to, <laughs> I'm starting to see the point. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just, I think Aaron Mui is one of these guys that could be an interesting surprise if he works out uh, and continues to play at that clip. Um, it's 
it's it's nearly outstanding. No player has more tackles than Aaron Moy. Uh, yeah, it's. It, <laughs> I know the Huddersfield supporters are raving about him. I saw yeah. one of one just um, one of the tweets that found its way on my timeline. It was they said he was four steps ahead of the game. So you know that's something. And uh, late breaking news, um, reportedly. Zinchenko is set to join Dutch champions PSV on loan for the season. Which oh, that's very exciting. Get to play in the Champions League. That is great news, man. Uh, Zinchenko playing with PSV, real, I, I, I think that's freaking outstanding, man. It's a really good loan for me. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, um, yeah. Like, so, unless you have anything else... No, man, I, I, the only thing that I, I would say is regardless of what happens and what's said in the media, just just realize that that Wednesday is is sort of Pep's time to get one step ahead of the season, even if it comes at the expense of, you know, a couple goals or something like uh, it may look like crap, but Pep's not going for glory. He's trying to experiment and figure out what works. So just be kind of patient with it unless they lose 6 nothing, And then by all means, bust out your typical city and just flame them. Everybody flame them if you want. Yes. So, but nope, I'm good. All right. Well, All right. then, uh, oh, yeah. go ahead. Nope. Uh, I was like, dude, you just covered that. So, oh, hey, hey, one last thing. We are still waiting. We had a, we had a, uh, how would you call it? A David Mooney-like incident with our MCFC Dallas recording from Joey. We, we pull, we've pulled the Mooney. Yeah, we've, he's, he pulled a Mooney, and so he's redoing it, and he'll be sending that to us, and we will upload it still. That's it. And while, while we're on that subject, um... We do read your comments about how loud we are and how not loud we are and how for our, our headphones listeners. And we completely appre- I appreciate that there are a lot of you out there, how we used to be in one of us in one channel and the other in the other. We're fixing that. Um, this episode should sound a whole lot better in that regard. Please tell us if it still doesn't, because we are trying very hard to make it yeah, sound we're, as we're grabbing new software and as such. good as we possibly can. Yeah. So we're so, Sometimes we just need to figure it out. Yeah. So we do appreciate, we read all the feedback. We appreciate all the feedback and we are trying to address all the feedback. So let us know how this one sounds to you. Um, But until the, uh, well, until tomorrow, I guess, (laughs) when we'll be back after Stoa. Um, I'm Gray. That was Josh. Follow us on Twitter at America Citizens. We're on Blog Talk Radio and you can also subscribe to us on iTunes. So, that's it for this one. We'll talk to you after the Bucharest game. Um, this has been American Citizens on Blog Talk Radio.